0: You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM. This is the first full week of October and invites Canadians to share the realities of living with mental health issues through Mental Illness Awareness Week. We are speaking to Rosaline Daliwal, Director of Equity and Inclusion at the Canadian Mental Health Association, BC Division. Rosaline, thank you so much for joining us this morning.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Mankiran. it's a pleasure. So what
0: is the purpose of Mental Illness Awareness Week?
1: Uh, It's actually to help Canadians grasp the reality of mental illness, and I want to be sure that we distinguish mental illness from mental health. Sometimes these terms are used interchangeably, but all of us have mental health similar to our physical health. It's a state of well-being. We can experience changes to our mood and stress, but not all of us will have a mental illness. So about one in five Canadians will personally experience mental illness, such as depression, anxiety disorder, schizophrenia, or bipolar disorder. Um, And this week, Mental Illness Awareness Week was established by the Canadian Psychiatric Association and is now coordinated by the Canadian Alliance on Mental Illness and Mental Health.
0: And of course, you know, a big topic that has come up when we talk about whether it is mental illness, mental health, the pandemic. That certainly Mm -hmm. has had such an impact on Canadians. And how has it impacted Canadians?
1: Yes, we actually, CMHA with UBC um, did a study and we found that 41% of people in Canada, and this was in 2021, reported a decline in their mental health since the onset of the pandemic. What's interesting, though, is those numbers are higher for young Canadians, those who are aged 18 to 24, as well as among Indigenous peoples and those who identify as two-spirit or lesbian, gay, um, bisexual, or trans. And so that is really significant. And we know um, from even discussions in our family and friends that it has been difficult, especially on... Um, Frontline workers, healthcare p- folks who work in healthcare, and and beyond.
0: Biggest topic too, I hear that when we mention this issue is having accessibility to services. How mm-hmm. is it for Canadians? Are they able to access those mental health services?
1: Mm-hmm. And this is where uh, the Canadian Mental Health Association fits in and offers value, so we can help connect people to the support they need in the hopes of all Canadians with mental health as a human right. We have training for workplaces, so managers and leaders and all staff are equipped to have conversations and support their employees through challenges to their mental health. We also have a number of online services, of course, as things shifted due to COVID. Um, the Here to Help website is a great start to seek advice, whether it's you or a loved one that you're worried about. There's also screening tools there, Um in terms of substance use as well as mood. And you can search by topic area, but recently we've added some resources here in, um, that are in Punjabi, Hindi, and Urdu, especially one called Tips for Good Well Being."
0: And I like that you mentioned that too because I wanted to ask you about the importance of having culturally relevant services, especially us being part of the South Asian community. Mm-hmm. How are those kinds
1: of services and are there a lot available out there? Mm-hmm. This is absolutely essential. Uh, What I want to emphasize, Munkirin, is that our programs are evidence-based. They have a strong research foundation and years of practice. So we have diverse community members who have benefited from our programs. And I recognize we can continue to enhance our programs with respect to culture. If I can give you just one example, uh, we have Bounce Back, which is... um, An online coaching program where basically participants can go through online with various modules. And over 7,000 people were referred to learn skills to manage low mood, stress, and worry last year. And of those, almost 80% said that they had an improvement in depression as well as anxiety symptoms.
0: Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think especially for us being a part of the South Asian community, sometimes when we do talk about mental health, it can be a difficult conversation Mm -hmm. to navigate sometimes. So what are your tips you have for people, especially when you're talking to your family about this?
1: Yes. You know, um, when we think about culturally relevant services, that's only one part of it. I think that each of us, as part of the South Asian community, um, we can make changes by changing that conversation, and the more we learn about mental health and mental illness, the better prepared we are for having those conversations. And so um, there's a number of events happening uh, currently with the Beyond the Blues campaign. And that's a campaign that um, supports education and screening days. And it's a chance for all British Columbians to learn more about mental well-being and mental health challenges. So for listeners, if you just Google Beyond the Blues BC, you'll, you'll connect to some of those events. But what I want to come back to um, when you think about how to have those conversations, there's resources on that as well. And those are the resources I refer my friends and my family to because I recognize it can be hard to say. What do you say to your cousin when you saw them at um, Chacha and Chachi's house and they were really quiet? You know, it's... Um, you have to have some practice in terms of having that conversation and let them know, for example, I'm worried about you, you were quiet at Chacha and Chachis, um, how can it, is there something I can do to support you, or how can, how can we take this next step, and reading and learning more about mental health and mental illness helps us all be prepared to have those conversations.
0: And Rosaline, do you find there is a particular age group,
1: especially, that's hit
0: the hardest by mental health?
1: Mm -hmm. So when I was sharing some of that research from uh, CMHA, what we did with UBC, um, youth had reported a decline in their mental health. um, But our Bounce Back program actually uh, revised uh, revised the program participant age to be open to 13-year-olds. Previously, it was 15. And also parents, of course, uh, I'm sure there's lots of parents listening in this morning, have had to navigate a new style of parenting during the pandemic. So they've reported an increased need for support with childhood anxiety behavior. And so I encourage everyone to check out our Confident Parents Thriving Kids Anxiety and Behavior Program. And that's a free phone-based coaching service to address um, behavioral problems and support healthy development in children who are aged 3 to 12.
2: Rosaline, when you look at this, uh, this is Natasha here. And when you look at a checklist, I think I tick all those boxes. I'm a new immigrant, uh, four years old into Canada. I am a mom of three teenagers. I have moved here just before the pandemic. So Uh you have everything being thrown at me, right? Uh And uh, I feel, uh, you know, just before coming here, uh, mental health was never a big conversation back in India or maybe even in Asia Uh where I was. But uh, after I've seen like it's, it's, it's like, you know, spoken about. It's a huge conversation and more so during the pandemic. But yet, yet I feel these services are easily accessible. Hai. The free uh-huh. services, I, I have a long wait time. Jo uh-huh. You know, what is covered by the insurance and luckily I have that. Uh, uh-huh. uske liye bhi mujhe, you know, kafi wait time hai. I mean, it's not uh-huh. as easy as it sounds. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I appreciate that, uh, Natasha, and this is some of the work that our agency is doing in terms of advocating through policy and working in partnership with governments to ensure that there's a voice for mental health in decisions that affect all British Columbians. Uh, Recently, there was a government announcement, for example, around funds for suicide prevention and care. Um, And while there are lots of supports, I also want to emphasize... And I'm also aware of wait lists for programming. So I do encourage folks, if you are, first of all, in crisis, that there's the BC Mental Health Support Line. That is 310-6789, no area code for that number. And there's also the Suicide Support Line. So, of course, when folks are in distress. But in that day-to-day when we're feeling overwhelmed, um, CMHA BC can also help uh, community members navigate the system any of um, any British Columbians can email help at cmha.bc.ca and our team of staff and volunteers is ready to help you find the support that's best for you. Because I know there's a lot out there. We have a number of programs. Uh, we have 15 branches throughout BC who help us deliver some of those programs. And we work with a, a series of community partners as well who are all doing great work to support mental health. And I recognize um, finding those programs can sometimes be a challenge. And so we're here to help in that regard as well.
2: That's wonderful because uh, Spice Radio is a platform, you know, to kind of uh, give this information out. And do you kind of collaborate with schools as well to, you know, let the students know that there is a bounce back program because if you ask me, as a parent, I don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: what some of our school-based initiatives are around supporting um, post-secondary students. So we also have a community of practice called Healthy Minds, Healthy Campuses, and that's to ensure camp- uh, campuses are a good place to support student mental health. And then our youth-focused um, one of the programs that I mentioned previously, uh, bounce back, would be for the age group of. Um, 13 plus. And then the other one I mentioned, um, Confident Parents Thriving Kids is a program which connects with parents in support of, um, in support of their children. So all of that information is accessible from uh, the CMHA BC website, or you can Google any of those um, terms and that will help connect you to, um, to these programs.
0: Rosaline, I want to thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And before we let you go, do you have a final message for Mental Illness Awareness Week?
1: Um, I think my final message is keep talking about mental illness. Don't be afraid to discuss the challenges that each of us are experiencing when it comes to mental health. And please connect. Please reach out when you need support. DMHA CC is here to help you do that.
0: Thank you so much, Rosaline. Really appreciate it. You take care and thanks for speaking to us. Thank you. Have a good day.